Hi, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the Steve Kenyon Podcast. We are highlighting results because the last few days have been big in professional rodeo from the standpoint of winning a lot of money between the rodeo in Puyallup, Washington, now the Pendleton Roundup underway and the PRCA's Extreme Bulls finale that ended on Tuesday night. We've got some great to conversations for you to hear with some of the performers who have done well at those big events, starting with Stetson Wright at the Extreme Bulls finale. The Extreme Bulls finale Monday and Tuesday night in Pendleton, Oregon at the Pendleton Roundup's Happy Canyon Arena. Four bulls over two nights for each of the contestants. Stetson Wright, Josh Frost, Creek Young from Utah, Utah, and Missouri finished one, two, three in the average. They were the three bull riders that rode three out of four bulls at the extreme finale. I had a chance to catch up with Stetson Wright after he won the average at the extreme bulls finale, won the year-end extreme bulls tour title, and walked away from the Pendleton Roundup's Happy Canyon Arena with almost $30,000. Extreme bulls finale, Stetson Wright rode three out of four, 86 and a half, 88, and 89 on the last one. Tell me about that last ride. Oh, that, that last Last ride was awesome. Uh, Matt Sharping's been hauling that bull for a couple years now, and I've had some really good luck with him. So, um, just everything you want in the bull turns back right there in the gate, and I mean, just gets it on. Refresh my memory: Is this your second Extreme Bulls Tour Championship, but your first Extreme Bulls Finale win? Is that right? No, I won both won it last year too. Yeah. Um, this this is an extra feather in the cap of a bull rider that's got to mean a lot to you. Oh, yeah. I mean, last year winning it, it was a really big deal. But winning a second time, it's it's kind of like winning a second world title. You come back to show everybody it wasn't a fluke. And, I mean, it, it was pretty special today. You always tell me you don't count the money, but you're closing in on 300000 in the bull run. <laughs> I'm not counting the money, but I'm enjoying the ride. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about the rest of the season for you. Where are you going? How much more you got left? Um, I think I got a lot of rodeo left. I mean, Pendleton here, St. George, Albuquerque, and honestly, my dad does all the entrance. So I, I couldn't even tell you, but I know um, we're going to finish her strong. Right. Tell me about the boy you got drawn here in Pendleton. Um, I can't remember his name, but he's supposed to be uh, he's one of Wences. Actually, he's really good. I just can't remember his name. Up and down, right there, one or two, and then either way. And I, I think 88 to 90 on him also, so I'm, I'm pretty pumped for that one. Last question. You just spent a half an hour signing autographs, talking to fans, doing all that outside. The fans here the last two nights have been unbelievable. Oh, yeah. The fans here are always awesome, and that's partially – well, that's a big reason why I sit out there is because they sit through these long perfs, and they they never forget to cheer. So whether I hit the ground or not, they're, they're always there to pick me up. So I stand out there and hang out. Stetson, thank you. Thank you. Bull rider Stetson Wright just won the Extreme Bulls finale. Stetson Wright's nearly $30,000 win at the Extreme Bulls finale should put him over $300,000 in the PRCA's bull riding standings with still more than two weeks to go in Pro Rodeo's regular season, which ends on September the 30th. You can find complete results and a look at the world standings on the PRCA's website, which is prorodeo.com. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we'll talk about what happened over the weekend in Puyallup, Washington, Professional Rodeo Cowboys association and the cinch playoff event at the washington state fair in puyallup setting up now the uh, cinch playoff governor's cup event that will happen in sioux falls south dakota september 28th through the 30th that's on the way you're listening to a special edition of the steve kenyon podcast brought to you by the grandview at las vegas the place we stay during the wrangler national finals rodeo dailymanagementresorts.com 
Hey y'all, this is Cody Johnson. When I was starting out in music, most every radio station and venue I went to told me no. At that point, you got two options, tuck tail and quit or buckle down and fight. Well, I'm a fighter, not a quitter. And that's why I wear Wrangler jeans and shirts. Their toughness and style are legendary. They're an iconic symbol of the West and there's no quit in them either. Life's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And if I'm gonna enjoy the ride, I'm riding in Wrangler. Wrangler, long live Cowboys. There's no pretending to being a cowboy. Either you are or you aren't. Which is why everything we do as a company improves or preserves this way of life. The romance, the honesty, the toughness, the craft. More cowboys, please. America could use them. Resist all. We live it every day. You're listening to a special results edition of the Steve Kenyon Podcast. We are taking a look back to what happened at the PRCA's Extreme Bulls finale at the Pendleton Roundup in Pendleton, Oregon, and to the weekend in Puyallup, Washington, the Washington State Fair, playing host to the Cinch Playoff event. This uh, set up the field now for the Governor's Cup in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, at the end of the month of September. Among the top money winners at the rodeo in Puyallup, Riley Webb, the world standings later in the tie-down roping, and what a year he is having. Riley Webb continues to just light up the scoreboard, and uh, he's closing in on $300,000 for the year. Now, over $270,000. Riley roped his final two calves in times of 7.4 and 7.6 in the round of four on Sunday afternoon. I had a chance to talk to Riley Webb about his big win in Puyallo. Riley, tell me tell me about your 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 two runs today. Um, you, you do that every time you nod your head, you're going to win a lot of money. I know that much. Tell me about your two runs today. Oh, yes, sir. All right. Uh, the calf I ran in the semifinals today was the calf I actually was eight eight one on last night in the second round of you know my my set. So I knew the calf and uh, I knew it was gonna you know eight one was the first Trevor Hell was first row route eight one. I knew that that was gonna be on the bubble. So uh, I tried to you know get it on a little bit faster and then uh, make the best run after that and it, it, it worked out. And then the, the the final final four round I've been waiting to run that calf since uh, Hermiston that. That number 49, ever, you know, he's a great calf. Everybody's been wanting to run him, and I got, got my hands on him in the, the final four round, and uh, they were, you know, a little – Corey was 7-9, and I got a great start and had the calf turned around, and I, I knew where I, – I knew I had plenty of – I mean, not plenty of time. I you know, still seven seconds, but I knew where I was at in my run. I was able to, you know, just put two wraps on her and, you know, seal the deal. Yeah, 7-4. Um, wow. So about $18,000 out of Puyallup. You've already set a regular season pre-NFR earnings record, um, but that puts you up uh, around 267000 if my math's right, plus you won another 4000 out of Lewiston this weekend. Um, you don't have to do very hard math to think that you're already over $270,000 for the year with still a month to go, almost a month to go. I mean, this is... Did you have any idea you could be this good this year? Um, you know, you want to say that you did, but I, I had a goal that I wanted to, you know, to break the, the earnings record. And, uh, and then after, I mean, not really, not really. A, uh, I mean, you know, you always want to, you know, be great and do break records and stuff. But I kind of this year, after last year, I learned a lot to just rope each calf for what he was and, 
you know, win what I can win each time. And I think that's really helped me put together, you know, that much money, you know, not, yeah. not thinking about, all right, this pays you know, so much money for first and just do my job every time. And now I'm going to, if I do my job every time the right way, I'm going to get paid something. When Amy Wilson interviewed you on the Cowboy Channel today, I think she, I heard her talk to you about a relatively new horse. Am I right? Tell me about the horse you rode today. Yes, sir. That is Rudy Lane Livingston. Owned him uh, up till August of this year. I got to purchase him, and that's uh, uh, a great horse. They, he was the reserve horse of the year last year, and got the opportunity to buy him. And uh, I've loved that. I've rode him at Reading this year when Lane owned him, and I won Reading on him. Uh, and that you know, I've won Kennewick on him since I've got him, and we won won Pialup. So uh, that's a that's a a great great horse. And I I mean. You know, like we, me and you've talked before, you know, the name of the game is power and uh, you always got to be looking for the next, you know, the next best horse if you if you can. And that's what separates separates, the, you know, the field, I think, is the horsepower. So tell me about your stable, Riley. You've got more than one. Do you kind of pick have one sitting in Texas and one sitting in the how are you handling this? Where where do the horses go? Is there one that's an indoor horse, one that's an outdoor horse? How do you handle that? Um, well, yes, sir. I had uh, Ty, uh, Titus and Boots out here. Boots is the horse I bought and rode all winter, and Titus is the horse I rode last year. I had them out here the first part of the year, and I rode, rode Boots mostly everywhere and sent home home right after Dodge when I got Rudy. And then uh, I had Titus out here. Jake Pratt and Dylan Hancock rode him a little bit at a couple of rodeos, and now he we sent him back to Texas, and they're riding him at – Abilene tomorrow and I got Rudy out here and uh, you know I've 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 rode pretty much my horse everywhere this year but my horses I haven't mounted out uh very often and I, I think that's that's huge too you know when guys get to flying around and every time I rope this year I, I was on something that I've already I've already rode and won on before so I think that's huge also yeah awesome I asked you for five minutes I'm going to ask you one more question if I can which is What's next, and obviously among the what's next for you is a trip to Sioux Falls, South Dakota now at the end of the month where you could win another guy. If you 40%ed them in Sioux Falls, you might be able to win 40000 or more. Um, I think 45000 if you can win everything. Yeah. Talk about that, about what's what's coming up for you between now and the end of the year. Yes, sir, absolutely. We're at Abilene, Texas tomorrow, and then uh, St. George, Utah, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Amarillo, and then Sioux Falls. So we just got a handful left for the 2023 season. And then we uh, start back Hempstead-Rosenberg for the 2024 season right you know, right down there in Texas. And then a couple couple jackpots at Hempstead-Rosenberg. And then I got a big match open at the Oklahoma's Riches uh, against Haven Medjid in the middle of October. And then they're open fiesta and then getting ready for the NFR. Yeah, you're uh, you're you're busy all the way through October. It sounds like Riley. It, it's it's great to have a chance to watch the success you've had, and uh, there are a lot of us that have known you for a while that are pretty darn proud of you. Um, keep it up. Congratulations on a big win in Puyallup. Perfect. Thank you, Mr. Steve. I appreciate it. Ryder, congratulations on winning Puyallup. Uh, this is in your young career one of the biggest paychecks you've received so far, isn't it? Yes, sir. Biggest biggest to date. Um, tell me about your day. You get on Bridwell's Indian Burn in the long round. You ended up fourth. That horse can be really hard to ride. Tell me about that ride. 
Yeah, so I got on that horse uh, a few weeks ago at uh, Kennewick Short Round and went good there. So I was excited, knew I could do something on him. And, uh, yep, he skated me right there into the, the four-man. Let's talk about your, your, your championship round ride. 89, right? Dandy Delight, who's that horse belong to? And, and tell me about that ride. That's one of Calgary's, and it's a dang good one. It's normally in the four-man over there. Uh, definitely knew I could win on him. And uh, first out, you know, after you don't really know what they're going to do after that, so the nerves get to going. What uh, what what does that horse feel like? Had you been on that horse? Had you seen that horse? What What's that horse like to ride? Uh, Damo had been on it, so he we kind of talked about it, and he said it, it feels really good, has some moves, but he just stays right under you through him. Uh, really feels electric. The big thing for you is this. I just looked at the world standings, and um, Sunday afternoon, without adding in the money you won in Puyallup, you had just a little over 100000 You were 19th in the world. You, you, you say you think you got about 15000 out of that. Um, this, this could be a one of the biggest days of the season if you end up qualifying for the national finals rodeo put that in perspective for me man it's great i honestly haven't been looking at the world standings you know my goal is the same every time i'm on my head i'm on my head to win so i just don't really put that added stress on myself <laughs> yeah well that's that's for guys like me to do that i guess yeah um, <laughs> now the best part is that rodeo on sioux falls at the end of the month have what what was your goal coming into Puyallup? My main goal was to punch my ticket to Sioux Falls because I know that's that's a big game changer and and to get the win here that was just icing on the cake. Yeah. Um, have you guys got a gotten a pretty clear picture or any kind of a picture as to how much you can win in Sioux Falls at the end of the month? I believe if you forty percent that rodeo you'll win like 45 close to 45 grand for what i understand what a game changer i mean what a Man. what an incredible opportunity um for for somebody um in in sioux falls so what's next for you Ryder? uh like i said just keep nodding my head to win you know keep my head down keep pushing pendleton roundups coming up um how many years have you been to pendleton now uh this is my first time what have you got drawn on wednesday I got Sweet Sixteen of uh, of Sankey's. Looks like just a nice horse. Ought to get me back to the short round. Well, that's the best thing you can ask for in Pendleton is to get back. Um, Ryder, you you are not just in the race for the world title, but you and Q Taylor are having a, a knife fight to see who the rookie of the year is going to be. Um, this makes that even more interesting. I'm guessing you're going to tell me you don't look at those standings either, but you and Q <laughs> are going to be just neck and neck by the time they, they add all the money up on this deal. Yeah, we talked back in Cheyenne. We were like, man, we're giving everybody a good show, and I hope that it goes to round 10 uh, to see who wins it. I think that would be good watching. Yeah, well, that's the way it's going right now. Um, tell me about that rodeo on Puyallup from a crowd standpoint before I let you go. The times I've been up there, that's been an awesome place to compete. Man, it's a great rodeo. It was sunshine, blue skies. It was a heck of a day for an outdoor rodeo. The crowd loved it. They were energetic. It was, an, it was awesome. Yeah. Ryder, I, I, I appreciate your time. Um, thank you so much. I, I know I caught you when you're probably trying to either celebrate or get out of town, one <laughs> or the other. But uh, thank you for your time, and, and uh, good luck in Pendleton. We'll see you there next week and, and continued success. Appreciate it, sir. 
Champions at the Washington State Fair Rodeo in Puyallup, Washington. We talked about Riley Webb and Ryder Sanford in the tie down roping in the bronc riding. There was a tie in the championship round in the bareback riding. Jaco Roper headed to his first NFR and Clayton Biglow, the world champion, were both 91. Jaco Roper declared the champion of the rodeo based on a tiebreaker. Dalton Massey's record-setting season continues. 3-5 in the steer wrestling. Tyler Wade and Wesley Thorpe, who also won the rodeo in Lewiston, Idaho, were 4.9 to win the team roping. In the breakaway roping, Matty Dearman, a time at 3.1. Another big win for Brittany Posey-Tanazi, 13.99 to win the barrel race. Trey Kimsey turned down a re-ride opportunity in the semifinals, kept a 61-point score, and it worked out. Got him into the championship round where he made an 84-point ride on Wayne Bold's bull. Hard not to get. Trey Kimsey may have secured his spot back at the Wrangler National. Finals rodeo. Here's what Trey Kimsey had to say about the win. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's been a long season, and honestly, I thought I was kind of safe here a week ago, two weeks ago. And I mean, everybody's riding so good. There's so much money up for grabs. Or, uh, and it's definitely still, it's not an end yet, for sure. There's there's still a lot of rodeos left, a lot of money wins, but uh, just keep plugging away. Well, especially for you guys, because you turn around and go to Pendleton now for the Extreme Bulls finale the next two nights, and there's another. <laughs> Big old wad of money, money for bull riders sitting there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we got on two yesterday, Gallup two today, and then we got, I mean, four for the next two days at Pendleton. And, I mean, 120000 added, the biggest extreme of the year almost. And, uh, yeah, it should be good. Tell me about your 84-point ride on Bulls Hard Not to Get. That was your uh, championship round, Bull. Tell me about that ride. Yes, sir. Uh, a great bull. Honestly, I – He's out of the right-hand delivery. He's going left away from my hand. And both my feet just, I mean, they're like, I don't know what they were doing. They just clicked and uh, wasn't in the right position at all. And then off the side for a jump and uh, just made a big correction. Barely was hanging on to my rope by the time I got the correction done. And uh, I just actually rode him in a half, like a half second with just the tail of my rope. And that was well, nothing was easy about it. I made it a lot harder than it should have been, but uh, got the job done. Yeah, I was watching on the Cowboy Channel Plus app, and they originally thought you tagged him. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, he didn't tag the bully. He was 84. So what's going on in your mind as all that's going on? Oh, yeah, for sure. I hit the ground. I was pumped. I thought I made it. And then I look up, and the clock's clock stopped. And then the judges come up. I kind of had a conversation, and then I turned around. They were scoring me. So, yeah, it was pretty pretty good feeling that's for sure um you made a decision today that i know is hard for bull riders to make because you don't ever want to settle on a 61 point ride that's just not you guys mentality but in the long round you were 61 yeah there were three guys to go and there had been one ride ahead of you and so you're offered a re-ride and you're like okay do i take the re-ride or do i sit on 61 and assume that at least two out of the Assume that one of these next three guys is going to get bucked off. Tell me about that process. Man, it was, I mean, it was a hardest call. I mean, this year, rodeo by far, I mean, maybe it's even harder than that. But uh, I don't really know, honestly, any one of those guys are capable of being 90 on any given day. I mean, world champions, NFR qualifiers, great guys. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of rolled the dice, honestly, and it worked out. Yeah. Trey, I should ask you about this before we started, but the four guys that made it into the four round, you, Clayton Sellers, T. Parker, and Stetson. So 
for example, Clayton now moving on to Sioux Falls and T moving on to Sioux Falls, it's a big deal for you to go on to Sioux Falls. It could be a really big deal for one of those guys, couldn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the race to the NFR is like such a tight race, and obviously I mean, there's so much money and everything. But, uh, I mean, Sioux Falls is going to play a big part of world standings, and I mean, it's the biggest rodeo of the year on the last three days, and it couldn't get any more exciting. Yeah, there's 40000 maybe if you 40% them there, plus the money you can win at the extreme finale for the bull riders, just those two rodeos, and then Pendleton on top of it. Um, you guys are a long way from being done in the bull riding. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you wanted to be entered up, you could be entered up, I mean, everywhere. And uh, I mean, there's good rodeos everywhere. Just kind of kind of pick and choose and see where your body's ready at. Yeah, it's a tough time of the year, so. Yeah. How are you feeling, Trey? The, the in-house announcers in Puyallup were talking about um, you having an incident where it looked like you got stepped on on Saturday night. Um, apparently the bull kind of missed you, even though it looked worse than it was. But how are you feeling? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I broke two ribs in Candy, Oregon, kind of uh, three weeks ago, probably, and maybe four, whatever, and uh, then broke them again in Ellensburg, and it's been kind of a rough year, but, uh, yeah, the the deal on uh, whatever night it was, and, yeah, look, uh, yeah, it looked a lot worse. I had to hang off the side the last two or three seconds to get the whistle, and it just, I don't know, it just it looked a lot worse than it was. Yeah. How do you deal with the ribs? Are you all padded up? Has Justin Sports Medicine got you um, bound up and flak jacketed and all that? No, for sure, yeah, just a. And it's just a tape on one side of my ribs, and uh, it dang sure helps. I do anything and everything that can help us, so it's pretty nice having them there. Bull rider Trey Kimsey moved from number 13 to number 7 in the PRCA's world standings with his big performance at the rodeo in Puyallup. Now with Puyallup in the rearview mirror, uh, the contestants in Sioux Falls at the Governor's Cup will be made up of the top Four finishers from each event at the Cinch Playoffs in Puyallup and the top eight out of the standings of the playoff series presented by Pendleton Whiskey. Puyallup paid a little over $600,000. The Governor's Cup is going to pay $1.2 million September 28th, 29th, and 30th. And here's the deal. If you're wondering how much you can win, payoff estimates I'm hearing are running $40,000, $45,000 if you 40% them in Sioux Falls. There is more money, twice the money as Puyallup, but only half the contestants. So they're going to be dividing up the pie, taking some pretty big chunks out of it. Uh, you can read the whole story on the PRCA's website, prorodeo.com. Invite you to check out our online store at 8secondsmedia.com. You know, falls are coming. We've got some real nice hoodies on that online store. Please take a look. Today's program is being sponsored by the Justin Boot Company, the standard of the West since 1879. We're going to take a time out, and uh, when we come back, we will uh, take you back to the Pendleton Roundup and get some uh, thoughts from a couple of barrel racers about a big-time performance in Pendleton, including the defending champion, Casey Gartner, and Stevie Hillman, who is on the bubble right now, to get back to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. That's coming up on this special edition of the Steve Kenyon Podcast. Prefer is proud to introduce estate fencing. This unique all-metal fence uses the same swedge connecting rail as our popular Ponderosa fence, allowing it to flow beautifully along the contour of your land. With rails and posts constructed from galvanized material covered with an architectural grade powder coat finish, it resists fading, rust, and other outdoor conditions. 
This fence is strong enough to last a lifetime and safe enough to house livestock. Best of all, no welding required. For more information, visit prefertfence.com. Unbeatable Feeds is an American-made product supplied by American farmers who grow sugar beets throughout the upper Midwest. We're firm believers that performing at your best starts with top-notch nutrition and a feed company you can trust. Unbeatable Feeds, endorsed by PRCA world champions like Caleb Driggers and Haven Medjit. Unbeatable Feeds offers a valuable feed resource for all types of horses. Get all the details, learn about our products, and find a dealer near you at unbeatablefeeds.com. You're listening to a special results edition of the Steve Kenyon podcast. Our normal shows drop on Thursday, and uh, the Steve Kenyon podcast that will drop the regular show uh, this week is coming to you from Pendleton and includes well-known, well-respected, award-winning pickup man Gary Rempel, who is working the Pendleton Roundup for the last time this year after 32 years in Pendleton. And we'll talk to rodeo stock contractor Wade Sankey about the legend of his family, the legacy of his family, and of course Sankey Pro Rodeo and Phenom Genetics. That's coming up on our normal edition of the Steve Kenyon podcast that will drop on Thursday. Uh, We hope you will check it out. Tell your friends and neighbors, and if you feel like sharing it, please share if you would like to subscribe. We would love it if you would subscribe to our podcast and never miss an episode. Pendleton Roundup is underway, and among the uh, really interesting events every year in Pendleton is the barrel racing event. It's interesting because obviously the grass arena is different than any other rodeo arena in the country, and because of the size of the barrel pattern. It is 290 feet, roughly, between the barrels in Pendleton. Standard course at a normal rodeo, it's 90 feet from the first to the second barrel. Uh, And the barrels in Pendleton are set on the outside of the football field on a racetrack. And so you run off the grass, turn on the dirt, run back onto the grass, turn on the dirt, back on the grass, turn on the dirt, and then run on the grass uh, back to the finish line. That's the way the barrel race works in Pendleton. Charmaine James is the arena record holder, time of 27 and a half seconds. On Monday in barrel racing slack, Casey Gartner from the little town of Tushi just outside of Walla Walla, Washington, turned in a time of 28.54, riding a horse called Mercedes. Gartner is the defending champion of the Pendleton Roundup, and she gave us a few minutes to talk about the performance of her horse, Mercedes, on the Giant Grass Arena. This is Casey Gartner from Tushy, Washington. Little horse called Mercedes, 28.54 today. Uh, you won this rodeo last year. You have placed on, on that horse in this rodeo the last three or four years. I have no idea what the answer to this question is. Maybe you don't either. What is it with you and Pendleton? Uh, it's not me. It's Mercedes. It's all her. She loves it. She walks out in the grass and she warms up like a completely different horse. Her confidence is through the roof and it's just like, she, I, it's probably the only place I ever let her go full speed. So she knows she gets to take advantage of that. Um, you know, she's she's not big. She's not some big old long strided 16 three hand. She's, she's, she's little, she's compact, but she is very talented and I know you and your family uh, you and your daughter both have had a lot of success on her yeah yeah she's well first you can't tell her that she's little she does not like that because she'll prove you wrong every time uh yeah we've had great success she we've turdied her as a four-year-old my daughter made the junior world finals on her as a five-year-old I've been to the American honor I've won our average in our Columbia River Circuit rookie uh, reserve at Pendleton twice won Pendleton um she's just she's a gift from God and I 
am so lucky that she came in the time of my life that I got the opportunity to go on her. My kids were at a better age where it was getting a little bit easier to go and travel and my husband absolutely encouraged me to go and it's it's true when they say it's a once in a lifetime opportunity and you need to go so she's just a pure blessing. This is a high, this is a rodeo family. You're a high school rodeo mom. Your husband Chance is like a 15-time qualifier to the Columbia River Circuit Finals rodeo. Um, so to have this kind of success in this family is a big deal to you. Yeah, it is, and it's it's fun to be able to be a part of it and set an example to my kids that no matter what it is and what it takes and how hard you have to do it, there's goals and dreams and chase them. You know it. It, if that's what's on your heart and what you want to do, chase them, and you have to. Tell me about barrel racing on the grass, a nearly 30-second pattern. You were 28.5. That's actually second off the arena record. The arena record's a 27.5 that Charmaine James set. Um, but what what is it about the grass from, a, from the standpoint of being a jockey that you have to do as you're running your horse, or do you ever think about it differently? You know, it's... I've been blessed to be able to ride with some great trainers, some working cow horse trainers, Justin Bailey, and he has helped me a ton in my horsemanship, my skills, and learning to ride a horse up underneath your hands has been the biggest thing that I've learned. And I, for here, that's the biggest thing that I focus on is just keep my hands forward and keep riding her up underneath my hands and keeps your confidence, keeps her going straight across the grass. Cause I mean, you see so many horses slip and they get a little balky and stuff like that. And I know that if I can just keep her running up right where I need her and she's, she's just right there and she's going to listen. Tell me about your horse before I let you go. Um, Brad and Karen Gleason, folks know Brad, world champion steer wrestler. His wife, Karen, they own a stallion named J.D. Look, I bumped into Karen right before I asked you for this interview, and she said, make sure you mention my stallion. Uh, they, they're part of the of this horse's program, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they've been a huge part of a program that we have going on at the house right now. We have multiple J.D. Looks uh, coming up. My daughter rodeos on a J.D. Look, and she's phenomenal. She's been winning amateur rodeos on her and placing really well at the high school rodeos. Um, I placed at Red Bluff on her this year, so she's an up-and-coming. Uh, I've got some younger colts. They're just, they're awesome horses. They're fast. They're talented. They're smart. They're so smart. Um, you know, it's when you find that bloodline and you like them and you know them and you ride them well, I say stick with them, and this is a program that I'll definitely stick with. Bell racer Casey Gartner, the defending champion of the Pendleton Roundup, leading the Pendleton Roundup after Monday's slack, time at 28.54, Casey not trying to get to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. Stevie Hillman is. Um, it was really tied at the top in Pendleton after slack day on Monday. Casey Gartner with a time of uh, 28.54. And then after that, Lisa Lockhart with a 28.66. And then Shane Phelan from Washington and Stevie Hillman from Texas, both 28.67. Stevie tied for third. She entered Pendleton in the number 15 spot in the world standings. And, of course, the top 15 in the WPRA and the PRC go on to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo, which will start December the 7th. 15th is as high as Stevie's been all year. I had a chance to talk to Stevie Hillman about her performance on a horse named Sandy on the Giant Grass Arena in Pendleton. Remember, that's a rodeo that she has won before. Here's more with Stevie Hillman. It has been a very fast slack here in Pendleton. There was one other 2867. Lisa Lockhart was a 2866. <laughs> Tell me what it's like to run, run a horse on that giant grass arena for almost 30 seconds oh you know i my, i was here in 2016 so that's been a minute and uh so i didn't want to have to come back i wanted 2016 that was fun we had a blast it was very scary uh, but today i'm on the bubble and had yeah. to come back and 
But you know, I knew my horse Sandy would like it. She likes to run. I had confidence in her doing well here. She listens to me and uh, we just had fun today. So I'm really thrilled with how she handled everything and we survived it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> your horse Sandy, tell me about Sandy. She's a six-year-old. You and I, I have joked with you for a lot of years, Stevie. You won this rodeo on a five-year-old. The last time you won it, you won this rodeo on Martini, right? Yes. When he was five. Yes. Um, tell me about you and young horses. You know, I love them. Uh, I just love the transition of coming from the fraternity world and then and then helping them gain confidence out here in this different world with rodeo and ground and crowds. And it's just really fun for me and rewarding to feel my horse gain their confidence and, and become what they can be. And Sandy is one of those horses, um, 70 Ranch Performance Horses, CJ Lifting owns her, and trained by Cassie Gowry, who did really good on her, so strong foundation with her, and she's been a blessing to have, and uh, just a really nice mare that can really run. What do you look for in a young horse? Obviously, having Cassie put a foundation on him, there, I don't know that there's a better futurity trainer out there right now than Cassie Gowry. What do you look for in a young horse? Absolutely, I agree with that. Um, the will to want be on the team. Um, most importantly, obviously, you want a, one that's built great, bred great, but I want one that's willing to be on the team and not a know-it-all. Right. You know, you want them to have confidence, and you want them to do their thing, but you also want them to be willing to transition to be flexible because rodeo creates a lot of flexibility. Yeah, um, for sure. Okay, so I know whenever you come to Pendleton, the grass is a big topic of conversation. Yeah. And not only is it a big pattern, but aside from the three barrels where you turn on the dirt, you've got to make the transition off the football field, back onto the football field. What's that like? And what do you have to, to think of differently? Or do you, am I making too big a deal out of it? Do you have to do anything differently? <laughs> well, it's funny. My husband told me today, let the little girl come out and you. I used to ride dirt bikes when I was little. I'm an <laughs> adrenaline junkie. Um, so I, I was scared today, um, but I knew that God was going to take the fear away and I can enjoy this run. And Lisa told me first, just 10 more seconds. Yeah. Just the barrel pattern. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Okay. So we just enjoyed it today, the opportunity to be here. This is such a unique setup. And to focus on taking care of my horse, getting my horse where it needs to be in this pen is very important. Getting them to the dirt. Don't let up on the grass. Don't stop on the grass. Just try to ease them up so they stand up. Because the minute you ask them to set up or stop, they're yeah. going to set their hind end. And and then feel, they start slipping and sliding. Yes, and we did see that right before my run. So that can be very scary. It's not a big deal, but it is very different. And I feel like just um, riding sharp and taking care of your horse yeah. in the run. Yeah. So where are you at? Where do you see yourself right now? You're you're not in the top 15, but you're very close. You're in the top 20. Um, what's it going to take for you to get back to the national finals this year? You know, I think today I cracked into 15. First time I cracked into 15. <laughs> so that was fun to see. Uh, no, we're just focused on a number to okay. win, and so until we get to that number, we just won't stop. Okay. Until October 1st, we have a lot of rodeos coming up, a lot of opportunity, and I know there's a lot of girls right there with me, and we're all in this together. Barrel racer Stevie Hillman, currently number 15 in the WPRA's world standings, trying to get to her eighth Wrangler National Finals rodeo. So coming up on our uh, 
Steve Kenyon podcast that will drop on Thursday of this week. You'll have the opportunity to hear from rodeo stock contractor Wade Sankey, uh, owns the reigning saddle bronc of the year, the black tie. Uh, we will uh, have a chance to talk to Wade, and we'll talk to pickup man Gary Rimple, who is uh, retiring from Pendleton after 32 years. Says he's slowing down his schedule a little bit. Talk about J.B. Mooney. He has announced his retirement from bull riding after fracturing his neck a few days ago. We'll get that story coming up as well. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of the Steve Kenyon Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at 8secondsmedia.com. God bless everybody.